Thank you for checking out the Faith City Church podcast. We believe that you'll be blessed by today's message. I'm going to talk on the spirit and the soul today. The spirit and the soul, the difference. Um, my question today will be, what are you living out of? Are you living out of your spirit or are you living out of your soul? Now, I'm going to keep this as kindergarten friendly as possible. So I'm bummed that the kids left because they might have been the only ones that understood what I'm going to say today. <laughs> so before we do anything, let's go to the Lord in prayer. With everyone keeping your eyes open and your heads up. Let's do that. Father God, I thank you for being with us. I thank you that everyone that's watching online, that you're with each and every one of us. You said you would never leave us, never forsake us. Thank you for the relationship that we not only have with you, but we have with each other. And we don't take it for granted. See, I'm getting teary-eyed already. It's so good. God's love is so good. Holy Spirit, I just ask that everything that you've imparted into my heart, that I can get it out, and hopefully it can bless someone. In Jesus' name, amen. Proverbs 23, 7 says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. You could have been a kid at seven, eight years old, and your first peanut butter and jelly, well, you wouldn't have had a peanut butter and jelly at seven or eight. Maybe today with all the allergies and parents not feeding their, anyway, but you know what? It's like, let's pick something. How about Oreos? You said, you know what? I tasted Oreos, and they were bad. You had them at a young age, and still to this day, it's been years since you've had an Oreo because you made the decision and a belief in your head that Oreos were bad. So every opportunity that you've had to eat an Oreo, you pass on it because they're bad. Even though the facts are every cell in your body has been regenerated every seven years, even your taste buds. So change could happen, but in your brain you've decided Oreos are bad. My soul. Boom. Light it up. My soul. Most of us know how to live out of our soul. I feel like it's a default, kind of when we're born. Uh, I feel like we, we're automatically in our mind, our will, and our emotions. They're wrapped up right here in our soul. We're trying to live more of a, out of our spirit. Maybe the more we hear about Jesus or get closer to God, we're trying to latch onto that spirit so we consistently are renewing our mind and trying to change our thinking. Are you following me? But it's kind of odd when we say something based on our feelings, like I hear statements like, I feel far from God today. I just feel unloved. I feel incomplete. I don't feel worthy. Although this might seem real at the time, this statement is inconsistent with Scripture, and this statement is not true. He is as near to you as your next breath. Come on, somebody. He said he would never leave you. He would never forsake you. If we feel it, is that the way we think it? 
if we think it, do we believe it? Are we led by our feelings? Uh, my daughters are playing softball right now. The other day on the ride home, I, I looked in the back seat, and I saw one of them just kind of had her head down. And I said, hey, what's going on? Why are you bummed out? She's like, Dad, my last time up to bat, I struck out. And I said, yeah, but that's okay. I said, you've had like three games. You've batted like ten times. You, you, you've got five hits out of those ten times. See, my daughter, she doesn't understand batting average. She doesn't understand that five out of ten, that's batting 50%. In batting terminology, you're batting 500 which, that's great. See, we pay players millions of dollars to bat 300. What's that mean? That means every 10 times they come to the plate, they get three hits. That's what's expected of them. Every 100 times they come to the plate, they get 30 hits. Every 1,000 times they come to the plate, they get 300 hits. That means they're striking out 700 times or not getting on base. Think about it, and that's probably not a good average, but I tell you what, that's a great average in baseball. 300 is a great average. You end the season with a 300 average, that's a great average. You're going to the Hall of Fame with a 300 average. Thanks, Dad. But you know what? My daughter doesn't understand that. She doesn't believe that because she struck out one time that that's good. You know, one out of ten, two out of ten. She had some hits, but they threw her out at first, so she got out. She did not, didn't get on base. She doesn't understand that. So what she believes as herself being incomplete, she doesn't understand how good that is. So here I am trying to persuade her, and I can tell that in her heart, she still believes that she's failing. The best lifetime recorded average is 366, and that was Ty Cobb, and he was in the late 1900s. Sorry, the early 1900s. Best average of lifetime, 366. So for every 1,000 times he came to the plate, 366 times he got on base. If you're feeling that 5 out of 10 is not good, you're incorrect. I would like to label this teaching, if I could, healing for our feelings. Because we need it. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. As a woman thinks in her heart, so is she. See, I changed it up there. And I got a microphone. This was not how I expected it to go. Let's turn in the scriptures. Second Peter 1, verse 3. I'll read it if you don't have it. Everything that goes into a life of pleasing God. Everything that goes into a life. Everything, everything, everything. 
everything that goes into a life of pleasing God has been miraculously given to us. Hold up. Everything that's given to a life pleasing God has been miraculously given to us. Everything. You're praying for a miracle? Man, you already got it. You just got to believe for it. You just got to receive it. Believe and receive. Jesus already did it. Uh Uh-oh. I told you last week some of your toenails might come off with a hammer. So be careful. Be careful. We're not even halfway there. Miraculously given to us by getting to know personally and intimately the one who invited us to God. So my spirit man, this is, everything's been given. I'm walking around 100. Come on, somebody. Who else is 100 up in here? I'm walking around 100. My spirit, man, I'm walking around 100. You are complete, having everything, lacking nothing. You are loved. You are worth loving. With God, you have complete communion, friendship, and relationship that is unbroken forever. You don't get any better than that. Repeat this after me. I am with no faults. See, you're, if you're walking around 100, say it again. I am with no faults. Why is that so hard to say? Why did, well, I stumble with those words coming out of my mouth. Why is that? Are we walking around 100? Do we believe that we have everything he's provided for us? I struggle with that. It's like, it's that heart irky jerk. And I'm like, do I really mean what he just told me to repeat? That was hard to say. What a man believes in his heart, so is he. Are we living out of our spirit or living out of our soul? Spirit, 100. Soul. There was a time in my life when I believed that if I did things right, that good things would come. You know, sowing and reaping. Come on, here comes the hammer. Are you ready? Watch them toenails. You know sowing and reaping. So I was doing, doing, doing as a young Christian. I was sowing, sowing, sowing. I was planting that seed. I was watering that seed. I was trying to get everything out of the way so that the sunlight could come down. Several years ago at a men's breakfast, crack early in the morning, let me just say a men's breakfast I didn't really want to be at because it was so early. Half asleep, falling there with my Ned, my, my Ned head, and my, my, my head nodding. My thinking on righteousness changed. Now, I know what righteousness was. I I had understood the word. I could have told you the definition of the word because I'd been in church so long. But righteousness means to be in right standing with God. I knew what it meant. 
We here at Faith City know that righteousness is a gift. It's not earned. It's, it, it's not earned. Righteousness is a gift. God has given us the gift of righteousness. It is not earned. It's based on what I do. I'm sorry. It's not based on what I do, 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 or plant, or plant, or plant. I realized it wasn't about my doing good or bad. Come on, somebody. I realized his righteousness was not about my bad, and it wasn't about my good, because it's his righteousness that he gave to us as a gift. But it was based on what Jesus had already done. Not what I was doing, not what I had done, what Jesus had already done. Am I yelling? I feel like I'm yelling. I really, I feel like I'm yelling. See, we are not perfect souls. We all have an area in our life where we fall short. I'm going to just call it like it is. We all do. Everyone's hand included. We all have that area. We've all got something that we've trapped inside, that we've tried to suffocate, you know, hoping it dies. And we hold it underwater, but it always survives. And it comes up out of nowhere like an evil surprise. And it hovers over you to tell you millions of lies. Come on, that's rapper NF. Get with the program. Come on, people. Come on. Hey, I just picked a number. Yours could be higher, Pastor. You're more worthy. I just picked a number. Because we all have faults. We all have shortcomings that we're not proud of, that we don't want others to find out about because we're not perfect. Living out of my soul, I kept doing and doing and doing, using my mind and my willpower and my emotions to try to get better. You know willpower. I do. You know, all that stuff we've been fighting and battling, whether it's bad habits. Well, let's not go there. Them toenails would straight come off. I would do, 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 and try to get my numbers up by me doing. That's right. I planted good seed last week, somebody. How are you? I'm blessed and highly favored. How are you? Because I'm do, do, doing. And I'm plant, plant, planting. Look at me. Look at me. We're all weak in certain areas. Because I don't think any of us could throw 100 up on this hat. That's right. No. See, here's the issue. If we're not careful, we take those feelings of falling short. Oh, oh, you weren't supposed to see that, Oriole. Come on, don't be hating. We take those feelings of falling short, of lack and not knowing, searching for answers. 
because there's something missing. We're not enough. We're being incomplete. But we transfer that number over into our spiritual walk. And then we start to live out of this number instead of living out of that 100. We start to live out of this number thinking that we're incomplete with holes and gaps, with lack and disappointment, feeling that we're not enough, feeling that we're not loved, feeling that we're not righteous, we're not delivered, and we're not set free. See, if we start to think like we're not righteous, not delivered, and not set free, then we start to act like we aren't. And when we act like we aren't, then we live like we aren't. Feeling incomplete focuses on self-improvement and self-performance. Self-improvement and self-performance. When all you do is do and do and do, you start standing in your own doo-doo. It is deep. How deep is it around your feet? Because it's what we feel, it's what we feel. But the truth is, it's a lie. You are loved. You are accepted. And it's not based on your performance of doing. It's based on what Jesus did. But you know what? We feel like we're lacking. We feel like we got shortcomings. So what do we do? Hey, let's turn to the word. Let's turn to the word while we're lacking, while we're feeling incomplete. Let's go to 1 John 1.9. 1 John 1.9 says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. See, when we feel incomplete, we feel like we, what we need to do is go to confession. Here's what we do. I need to go find someone to confess to. The reason we think we need to do this is because I'll feel better. And I'll feel more accepted by God. But that's not accurate. The word confess in the original text does not mean that this should be a practice to think and say the bad things I did in 2004. It does not mean that in order for the year 2022 to go away, I have to verbalize every area in which I was imperfect. Confess means to admit that you are not perfect. We just did that a few minutes ago when I said, I can say everybody in here, you're not 100 in your soul. And y'all are like, that's right. Because if you were perfect, you would have your own righteousness. Your soul would be 100% if you were perfect. See, you wouldn't need the righteousness that Jesus provided. But if you can admit through confession, that you're not perfect, and that's all that means. Man, I'm not perfect. If you're not perfect, then you need something. 
Let's see what James says about confession. James chapter 5. I can't stop pacing. I could tell I'm excited. James chapter 5, verse 16. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. Hold up right there. Confession is not for forgiveness. Drop the mic. Confession is not for forgiveness. It's for healing. And who's healing? Not your relationship with God because your relationship with God was never broken. It's completely healed. It's restored. Your relationship with God is 100. Do you know what we need? We need healing with each other and ourselves. We need healing with ourselves. We are already forgiven, but we need healing. Why do we need healing? Because until you feel healed, you heard what I said? Until you feel healed, because everything has been given, you have everything, but until you feel healed, you will never move forward. Let's look at the second part of that verse. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. All right. Who do I go ask prayer for? It says the prayer of a righteous person has great power. It says confess to one another and pray for one another. Who do, who do I go to to pray for? Who do I ask for prayer? I got more props. I go find somebody else who's walking in that Jesus righteousness and not their own. I go find somebody else who's living that 100 life, not because of what they do do, but because of what he's done. I go to that person. I'm not going to ask someone who's not walking in righteousness of Jesus because that person would fall on works. That person would fall on willpower. They're going to tell me how to fix it and how to make it better and how to just hold out a little bit longer and how to just say no. I'm still yelling. I'm preaching to myself because this is good because we are all imperfect. But through him and what he's done for us, you can walk that 100 righteousness. You can walk that righteousness life that he's given to you. I'm going to ask someone who's righteousness through Jesus, and they're going to remind me that I am also righteousness. They're not going to remind me of my faults and my past mistakes. 
They're going to say, we all got issues. Grab back onto that gift that Jesus has for you. That righteousness, that walk in 100, because you are complete. You are worthy. You are having everything, lacking nothing. You are loved. You are restored. You are set free. You are worth loving. So my question today is, what are you living out of, your spirit or your soul? So back to my original statement, what do you believe? Because you can't go above the ceiling that you've set for yourself in your own beliefs. The only healing for our feelings is the righteousness of Jesus. That's as good as it gets. Would you pray with me? Father God, I thank you that you are awesome. I thank you that you love us so, so much, that you are a good, good father. That everything that you've provided is available to us. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Not that you would give us more stuff because we have everything we need but that we would realize what you have for us is right there and we would believe it and receive it. I thank you that, that we, we would not view our lack and our shortcomings as a stumbling block, but we set that aside and we receive your righteousness and we walk in your righteousness. Through your righteousness is the power to overcome. And some of us that have failings, that have faults, that have inadequacies, that have bad habits, that have things that rise up and try to tackle us and bring us down, we don't look to our own willpower to overcome these things, but we turn to you. And we give it to you. And we grab onto that 100 life of your righteousness that you freely gifted us. And we receive it. I thank you, everyone, that's in the sound of my voice that, Jesus, you just pricked their heart. I hope something that the Holy Spirit said through me today wouldn't just be for the churchy church, be something that we could actually use throughout our week throughout our journey that you help us get better help us focus more on you and your love that we would have compassion towards each other somebody that might not be at the same level as you that we wouldn't look down on anybody but we would have that Jesus heart and we would just love love them love them in Jesus name everyone said amen for more information about Faith City Church please go to faithcity.tv as always 
We pray that you would grow in the knowledge and grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ.